for Health's Sake, a simple chat for better health. I'm your host, Donna Karras. These podcasts are a publication of Amory Hospital and Clinic, Hudson Hospital and Clinic, Lakeview Hospital, Stillwater Medical Group, and Westfield Hospital and Clinic. All are part of a nonprofit healthcare organization committed to enhancing community health. I'm talking with physical therapist Evan Olson about the neck pain caused by working and doing schoolwork at home. Thanks for joining us, Evan. No problem. Thanks for having me. Have you found that patients are experiencing more neck pain as a result of working from home? So I treat a lot of patients with neck and shoulder pain. So in general, we're seeing, you know, a consistent number of patients, but there is a big change, I feel like, in and the amount of people who are relating their discomfort or their pain to the change in, you know, work situations and stuff like that, COVID has brought on us. So patients that are having to work from home or students that are doing their schooling from home uh, are finding that they're, they're struggling with their positions and they're just uh, having more and more discomfort, I feel like, in the positions they're in. For example, we're seeing people working from home having a hard time using, you know, laptops, sitting on their couch, you know, just sitting at the dining room table, and same with students. So today, we're going to go over some stuff that I feel like can help ergonomic-wise to help get people in the right positions and, and using the right tools to hopefully not get to the point where they're having this discomfort. Yeah, let's talk about those positions. So what's our best sitting position for computer use? So when we're talking about sitting position, we're really kind of thinking about what is what is our body doing while we're we're sitting at a position to accomplish our goal of work, school, or whatever it may be? And in all reality, I like to kind of break it down into kind of three categories, our chair, our desk, and then anything else we might have to use, any tools that we might have to use to also help get ourselves in that, that appropriate position. First off, when we're talking about the chair, I like to think of our body being in a right angle, right? The 90-degree angle is kind of what I I like to think at. So if you think about our hips and our knees, they both should be at a 90-degree angle. So when we're thinking about a chair, an important thing to look at with the chair is the adjustability. The more we can adjust the chair, the more we can put it into a position that fits our body most appropriately. You want a chair that has good support. You know, it supports your back, your spinal curves, all that stuff. You want to be able to adjust the height so that when you're sitting, like I said, your hips kind of to fall at that 90-degree angle so that your thigh bones are parallel to the ground. And then you go down to the knees, and you're also at that 90-degree angle, and then your lower leg is straight up and down. And then we go into the desk. I think with the desk, it's important that we get the correct height. A desk that's too low isn't going to allow us to get our legs comfortably underneath it. And a desk is too high, it's going to put our arms in a weird position for typing. So what we want to do is get a, a desk that when we're sitting, we can we can slide our thighs underneath there comfortably and place our, our body in that correct position that I was just talking about. If the desk is too high, you want to adjust your chair so you're getting up higher in the air. But then that changes that those angles that I was just talking about. So that's where other tools come in. Something simple we can do is just put a footrest or a stack of books, something of that nature underneath our feet to get our knees and hips at those 90-degree angles. How should our wrists and elbows be positioned when we type or use the mouse? And a lot of the stuff that you see with people who are coming in with, you know, not only neck pain, but shoulder 
elbow, uh, wrist, you know, carpal tunnel, that kind of stuff, pain. A lot of it is due to the position of the arms. So when we're looking at the use of keyboard and a mouse in particular as well, you want to keep your wrists straight and you want to have your upper arms, so your elbows kind of tucked in next to your side. I like to still use that kind of 90 degree angle just as a reference, you know, so that our elbows are 90 degrees as well. But in all reality, you can also be a little bit further down. So your hands are just slightly below the level of your elbows. So really, really close to that 90 degrees, but maybe just a little bit lower. And then a big topic is, you know, do we use a keypad rest that we can rest our wrists on? I'm okay with that. I feel like if you can get yourself into a comfortable position, you can still use those pads underneath our keyboards to make sure that our wrists are comfortable. And then also just back to the chair when it comes into the adjustability, being able to adjust the armrest is also important. You want your elbows to be resting on those armrests just ever so slightly. So you're putting a little bit of pressure through them, but not too high that you're shrugging your shoulders and not too low that your your shoulders are having to do the majority of the work to hold your arms up. How should our monitor be positioned? I did some ergonomic stuff with our staff here, and the biggest thing I saw was monitor position affecting the neck. So when we're thinking about the monitor position, so first off, we want the monitor directly behind the keyboard. You don't want to place side to side because your neck is going to be turned, and, and we're at these positions for a long time. So you want it to be directly behind the keyboard, so the area you're facing and typing is the area your neck and, and head are pointing at. When we're thinking about the, the height of the monitor, you want that top of the monitor to be kind of right, almost appropriately right at eye level. So that what you're looking at, usually when we're working, the majority of the stuff we're we're focusing on, we have a little bit higher on our screen. So that stuff that we're working on is right at eye level or just a little bit below eye level. Length of the monitor away from us, if you sit in your chair and just reach straight out, your fingertips should be just barely touching the monitor. And I think there's been some research that shows the use of glasses in uh, bifocals more specifically. You want to adjust the height of that monitor down one to two inches. It's so, so common that people who use bifocals, they're always tilting their neck and head up so that they can look directly at the screen, where in in all reality, we should just be bringing the screen down a little bit so we can keep our head and neck in that neutral position and just look down at the screen a little bit more. What about using a laptop? Should we be adding keyboards and monitors? I really think so. We're putting our laptop in our laps, like they're called. Our neck is in a really poor position. Our elbows and arms are actually in a really good position, but our necks are in a poor position. You think about changing and, and say, sitting at a, a bar stool height, counter height, something of that nature. It puts the laptop at a better position for our, our head and neck, but then we create the problem of, okay, now our hands are above our elbows, so our arms are in the wrong position. So in all reality, if we can set up our laptops with a combination of a monitor and a keyboard and mouse, that's probably the best way to do it. And and in all reality, I think it's a really good change, and it's not a really, really expensive change. You can get a pretty good setup for a reasonable price. Is a standing desk useful? I like standing desks. Just because it changes people's positions. There's so much research out there that just shows how poor it is for our health to be sitting all day. So if we're talking about a sedentary job where we're sitting in an office in a computer for the majority of the day, 
there's so many negative things that come along with that health-wise. It's not good for so many parts of our body, but coming back to like physical therapy and what I do, it's shortening muscles, it's creating tightness, it's creating weakness, all sorts of things. So I really like the use of a stand-up desk because it just changes our position a little bit throughout the day. So if possible, should we be alternating between standing and sitting? I think that's the best case scenario is to be alternating. The thing is, everybody's situation is a little bit different. You know, someone who is able to sit at the desk all day, you know, that's great if they just had surgery on their knee and they really aren't able to stand right now without assistance. So, yes, that's awesome. But in all reality, kind of be perfect for the, the majority of the population a change in position. So to sit for 30 minutes and stand for 30 minutes and sit for 30 minutes and stand for 30 minutes or or do something of that nature throughout the day, probably the best case scenario for our bodies just to change that position. It's that long, static, prolonged position of any position can be really hard on our bodies. So standing too much could get to be kind of hard if we're not used to it on our our feet and ankles, our low back, but just the ability to change back and forth, that adjustability is key. And I think it's it's really, really good. You know, we have other things on our desks that we work with. And do you have any recommendations for how to position them? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of times we think about the major things, right? Where our keyboard is, where our monitor is, our chair and how we're sitting. I get so many people in who, when we really break down what they're doing in a work day, it's just something as simple as, They find that they're having shoulder problem, we'll say something a little bit different, but they're having shoulder problem and they're having to reach to the side a lot to grab their stapler or grab something that they have to use pretty significantly throughout their workday. So you want to really contemplate taking those objects that you're using on a regular basis and keeping them as close as you can. And if you can't get to it, you know, with a simple just sliding your arm forward or having it right in front of you. The thought of actually getting up, turning your body, facing whatever direction you're you're reaching or twisting, or you were taking out that twist all in all reality by by turning our body, it really makes a big difference. It really takes out uh, some variables that can cause a lot of discomfort with people while working. Do you have suggestions on exercises to do on breaks? Yeah, I think when we get breaks, I think it's important just to get up and move, first of all. A lot of times I'll have patients set a a timer, you know, that every hour they're getting up and they're they're walking and going to the water fountain, grabbing some water, or just walking up and down the hall. I think in general, movement is really, really good. It gets us out of that sitting position and kind of back to what you're saying with the the sit-to-stand desk. It's the same concept. We're getting out of that position, but the movement is really good. It gets our body out of that static position and doing something different. While we're sitting, we can do so many just simple exercises. One in particular that I, I really like is just taking our shoulder blades and squeezing them together behind us like we're trying to pinch our shoulder blades together. If you had a pencil in between your shoulder blades right along your spine, trying to squeeze that pencil, it brings your shoulders back. It helps with the strength of those muscles, but also it pulls the, the chest, the pec muscles. Pec muscles are usually such a tight muscle group in our body because we function so much as a society in front of us with stuff like we're talking about right here, work positions. But then you also take us out of the work setting and and we're on cell phones and, and books and stuff like that. We're always right in front of us, hunched over, shoulders forward. So just bringing our shoulders back and squeezing behind is a really good exercise. 
I like to have people even just if I'm dealing with someone who has cervical or neck pain, nice, easy rotation. So we're just turning our head side to side in a comfortable range and then nice, easy side bending. So if you think about taking your, if we're going to do the right side, you take that right ear and you slowly try to bring it towards your right shoulder and then back the other way. And uh, just doing these simple movements, pain-free range can be really helpful. Do you have any other exercises we can do to help with neck pain? There's a lot of good exercises we can do for neck pain. A lot of it has to do with strengthening certain muscle groups, not only in the neck, but in the scapular shoulder blade region as well. A lot of isometric exercises I use for the neck. In all reality, if you're having problems with your neck, I really suggest seeing your primary care physician, get a referral, and see a therapist who can actually get you into the correct exercises. It's easy just to to list off some exercises, but in all reality, everybody's is in these positions and and having pain for specific reasons. So really getting to the bottom of what muscles are weak, what muscles are tight, getting that kind of professional look at your body, giving you the correct exercises, I think is really important. Any other suggestions to help with neck pain? You know what, Donna, in in all reality, it just kind of goes back to the movement. I had a teacher in physical therapy school who would always say motion is lotion, and I really like that saying. The more we keep our body moving in a pain-free range and direction, the better off we're going to be. Keep your body moving. Keep your neck moving. Do your stretches. Keep your shoulders moving. And if you're having problems, like I said, see your PCP and talk to them and and maybe think about getting a referral and, and getting looked at by a therapist who can give you the tools you need to take care of that pain. That's really helpful. Thanks, Evan. Yep, no problem, Donna. Thanks for listening. 